1: we're back yes we are what's going on everybody it's your boy ray i'm with my boy connor we're of course we're with our girl sarah because it's tuesday night here on the Deer Patch nation podcast I want to take this minute to remind you to go check out our patreon page over at patreon.com slash Sports, where connor and i put out a separate podcast from sunday to thursday for only five dollars a month you will get a whole Another podcast every single day on our recording days. That's over at patreon.com DPN sports. And if you want to support the store in style, don't forget to go check out our merch shop. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Deer Pat's Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Deer Pats Nation merchandise. All right, I need to go on a rant for one second here. Uh oh. I spent less than a year ago a thousand dollars on an Acer Nitro five laptop. Nice. Bought the Acer Nitro five laptop, which, by the way, was three hundred dollars more than the laptop I went to the store to purchase, and was convinced because I do a podcast because I live stream to get this laptop. I don't download things. I just do this. My recommendation in review of the Acer Nitro 5, full HD 1080 screen, is do not waste a dime of your money on the stupid Nitro 5 Acer laptop. The biggest waste of money in my life. Anyways, we're here.
2: <laughs> I have a feeling you're having laptop issues.
1: Yes. I don't know if you guys noticed that when you were sitting in the waiting room, I was just in the waiting room forever plus a day because just you turn on the laptop and it takes 25 minutes to warm up.
3: I hate that. It's so annoying. I had a really bad experience with an Acer too, so I I feel you.
1: My last computer was an Acer. Didn't bother me at all. Mm. Didn't bother me at all, but this Nitro 5, it's a gaming laptop. Mm. They told me, buy a gaming laptop because it's faster, and for what you do, this is what you need. Connor, how's your brand new laptop working?
2: It's good. I was just looking to see if mine isn't Acer. I'm still not sure what kind it is. Hopefully, it's not that. Uh, I, actually, it is. It is Acer.
1: I absolutely love that you didn't even know what. It's not like you've had it for a couple of days. <laughs> you've had it for like four months now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So that's what I have to look forward to. Well, as long as it's not the Nitro 5. I had an Acer for years. My last computer was an Acer. Well, my computer, my main computer was, uh, I had an Apple uh, desktop and it just got too old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I kind of reset up the studio, I bought the new, the new laptop and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, get a gaming laptop. That's what you need. They lied to me. They are liars. It's, I don't know if you guys, you guys have staples in the States. Yeah. Oh yeah. You do. I was just
3: going to ask you, was it best buy staples? What was
1: staples with the easy button?
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I think staples is a Canadian store, isn't it? Didn't it get in the States? Um,
2: I'm not sure. It was founded by Bain Capital. Like Mitt Romney was like one of the people.
1: Found how Staples. You, yeah. How then do you I, that, just
3: know that casually? Like, how I'll do you just tell, know that?
1: I'll tell you why he knows that because Ben I told heard, me. I was I watched the show the day that Ben told him. Yes. Oh, okay. So no, it's American then.
2: I think so. Unless I would, I don't know. The people who have all that kind of money are all over the world.
1: Yes, but Mitt Romney's American. He's from Utah.
2: He is, yep. yeah, but I don't know if he went in with people from whatever countries. Who knows? The staples is everywhere. I think
1: he puts his dog on his car when he drives on the top on the roof. Nah, really? Yeah. What? Why do I know more about your presidential candidates than you do?
2: I don't. I don't pay any attention to any of them. That's insane, though. He puts the dog on the roof. Yeah, that
1: doesn't even sound legal. Why? Because his dog likes being on the roof. You don't know that either. That was like a, I did that. At the, that was like a. Big topic when him and Obama were were going head to head there for the presidency. Sounds about right for America.
3: In twenty twelve, yeah. I was it at a debate or something I probably didn't watch.
1: No, it was it was a big thing. It even got oh. they brought it up at press correspondence standards. Am I just showing my age to you too? Is that what it is that you get? are not just...
3: that much older than me. Well,
1: obviously I'm <laughs> old enough to know that I was paying attention to what's going on in your political system.
3: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm.
1: Anywho. Um should we talk some football maybe since we wasted yes. five minutes and 48 seconds? Sure. All right. Listen, the Patriots are apparently in the business of winning. I don't know if you guys knew that, but the Patriots have not been pinching pennies this offseason. with Bill Belichick going on a free agent spending spree like never before. New England had dished out over one hundred and seventy million dollars on nineteen free agents so far this offseason, and that's just the contracts that we don't know about. After styles stop- that oh no. struggled oh no. to do anything on the field, the Patriots signed the top two tight ends on the market in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. They also added receivers Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne for Cam Newton's Arsenal. David Andrews is back to snap the ball under center with Ted Karras and Trent Brown via trade. Also added along that offensive line on defense, Matthew Judon has been brought in to improve New England's pass rush, and Kyle Van Noy is back to do the same. And that's just a few of the players that have been brought in to make immediate impacts in 2021. Patriots owner Robert Kraft said that his team has never spent this much cap space and never had this much to work with saying, quote, Nothing is guaranteed. I'm very cognizant of that. But we're not in the business to be a business. We're in the business to win. I do remember we always made fun of the teams that spent a lot in the offseason. But with this season without playoff football in Foxborough and Tom Brady, the king of the NFL, down in Tampa Bay, the Patriots had to do everything they could to inject a lot more talent on the roster. And I should have started with this. That is from CBS Boston. They didn't even give the author's name. They just said CBS Boston. <laughs> Um in my opinion the patriots had no choice but to spend this kind of money for a couple of different reasons and i'm going to try to i'm going to try to say this objectively non-homerish the reason the patriots had to spend so much money is because the draft has been bad the last 3 years Nikhil Harry is a failure. He's a bust. No quarterbacks came out of the draft. The tight ends did not do what they needed to do. So basically, and I mean, there's defensive players that didn't work. We think of the Duke Dawson's. Mm -hmm. The Patriots had to spend this kind of money. That being said, I'm happy that Robert Kraft looked at Bill Belichick and said, you got to do whatever it takes to do this. Now, Skip Bayless was uh, talking about it today and, Basically said to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, you know, welcome to life without Tom Brady. But if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the Patriots spent this kind of money pre-Bill Belichick either. Remember that Robert Kraft has owned this, didn't just own this team since 2000. He's owned this team since 1994, 95. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's welcome to life without Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady.
3: Yeah, welcome to the normal average NFL that every other team does basically every couple nice. years.
1: Well, this is going to be a, an interesting one because they I've been looking at like the top spenders in free agency, the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know what's happened to those franchises. They're picking number one and number two in the draft this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't believe it are... The New York Chats or the Jacksonville Jaguars. But if they look that way this year. Woo. Okay, I do have a question, but I'll I'll get to that in a second. So let's just start. What are your guys' thoughts on Robert Kraft's words? Because I really like those words. What are your guys' thoughts on the words? We're not in the business to be a business. We're in the business of winning, which is really easy to say when your organization's worth like $4.4 billion, by the way.
2: (laughs) Right. And when they've won as much as they have, it's easy to say when you look back on the, the 20 years that they're in the business of winning when they've only had one losing season, and that was a seven and nine year. So I, I still love it. I know Kraft was coming out the gate swinging. He wants to keep winning, obviously. I think um him and Bill Belichick only have a certain amount of years left where they're still going to be involved. Obviously, Belichick's going to retire. I feel like Jonathan Kraft's going to take over. I feel like it's both Bill and Roberts Kraft's kind of final push here for the next whatever four to seven years whatever it might be before they both kind of fade out of the picture so I think they're both on the same page that they really want to make a strong push and that showed in free agency
3: I like what he had to say I like what what a lot of them have been saying like the players that they just signed that are super excited there's a lot of them that are buying into um you know the the patriot way and just being excited to be with Belichick and Kraft and just the the mystique that is the New England Patriots. I, I just like the winning mentality that they're continuing to have because last year was kind of like eh, like it was a good team and it was exciting, but um it's, it's cool to see that they're like pumped up and ready and like, I don't know, kind of embracing post Tom Brady era more. I feel like um, I feel, you know, there's some fans that have been doing that for a while, but some are still, you know, I guess they're Tampa fans now. But yeah, I, I I like it. I wanna I wanna keep hearing this kind of stuff from all of them. I think it's exciting.
1: Shout out to Ross, who's trying to make this our full time job. We I know, appreciate seriously. You, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, he says to help the cause for Team DPN. One, welcome back, Sarah. We missed you. Two, shades, stop trusting salespeople next time you buy a computer. Talk to me first. I will because I'm gonna point. be. Uh, I have sold and built and repaired them. I will talk to you because I'm gonna. At some point, I'm gonna go off air. and It's because I'm football punting this thing across the room giving Uh jake bailey a run for his money uh but then your football question is thoughts on zach wilson quarterback in the draft okay let me start with this there is no way that the patriots are going to be able to get up to zach wilson because he's probably going to be a new york jet as far as i'm concerned Mm Mm-hmm. um I know for a while there, people were saying Justin Fields and it was like Trey Lance. No, not Trey Lance. It was um, Trevor Lawrence and then Justin Fields. Zach Wilson, I think, is that number two guy. Uh, The reason I never talk about Zach Wilson is is the same reason I never talk about Trevor Lawrence. It's just two guys I don't believe the Patriots are going to get their hands on. That being said, that being said, if for some reason... The Jets take Justin Fields and just drop the ball on it. Belichick better do whatever he can to get up and get Zach Wilson because that's a steal. That's it, it, it's it's Andrew Luck reincarnated. Hopefully without the back injuries. Right.
3: And who's number three in the draft?
1: think uh, Ben's. Uh, it looks the like Justin up. Fields is number three. Yeah. It, it looks like so the way I have categorized the quarterbacks is Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are the sort of you know top of the the, the crop. Justin Fields sort of sits right under them. And then I have Trey Lance and Mac Jones sort of at the same that. And then after that, you're getting into the into the the the, the trasks and yeah, the mons, at, and you're getting into those that, second round picks. Yeah.
2: After that, I feel like they're not gonna if they don't get one of those first five guys, I feel like they're not gonna take a quarterback until the later rounds, or maybe not at all. I think they're only gonna be interested in those top five guys. And I, I agree, it's probably going to be difficult to draft him because the Jets probably will take him. And even if the Jets don't take him, I don't think they would trade that second pick to the Patriots regardless. So I think it's going, to, it's going to be tough because if not, he's going to go in the top five.
1: Do you want to explore his draft profile like we did the other guys? Because we never did it with him because we never saw a reason to. That's true. So we'll start with the draft network. I don't know if we'll get to PFF, but we'll do the draft network at least. I actually don't have a lot written about him. Zach Wilson plays the game with good athleticism overall, as evidenced by his ability to escape, escape and evade pressure, both in and out of the pocket. This athleticism makes him a viable threat in the red zone, giving opponents another thing to defend. In the passing game, he's made tremendous strides since the 2019 season. Some of these feats are rare. In fact, his ability to throw the ball with timing and anticipation is elite. His production in the clutch has been money in several instances in 2020. He plays with poise and moxie, reminiscent of a high NFL draft pick, ideal role starting NFL quarterback, scheme fit, a multiple offense with spread principles. So again, Andrew Luck. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Sounds good to me. I wouldn't the be Patriots,
2: mad at it. Yeah, the Patriots are going to have to do something aggressive to get up and get them. I don't feel like this many teams will will pass.
1: Well, over on Patreon last night, we talked about... Um, we actually went through some of those trades, right? And and those proposed trades. Yeah. Which were actually a lot more affordable than I thought. Me too. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, but... Yeah, it wasn't Connor and I predicting. We Right. Uh, they, uh, some guy legitimate. has... They have like a a scale and, and they, they do values and worth. And I think they said they could get up to number four with what was the first, the second, the first, and Gilmore. first, second,
2: and Gilmore, I think it was. Yep. First and second and Gilmore would get you there. That's what that's what this guy did, like in depth.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking about the Patriots dipping in a draft capital after this year. So right now they have, what did I say they have? About $26 million left in, in cap space. I think that's where they were at. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's
3: half that now. Pass cap updated it. I think it's like a No, no, minute.
1: no. For next year. For next oh, year.
3: Oh, 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 okay.
1: So I think like as of the salary cap right now, they're sitting at about 26 million. Let's say best case scenario, they're sitting at about 36 million. The only real contract they're gonna have to address is JC Jackson. Right. Um mm-hmm. especially if he plays on the tender. So they're gonna have some money going into it, but what I what I was thinking about today, and I'm going to announce sort of a, a new video that's going to be going up on YouTube every day, but I talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson and thought, you know, the downside of trading for Deshaun Watson, forget everything else, just from a, a, a trade standpoint, is the Patriots can't do this in free agency every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they can't go out and just fill all their holes. They have to fill their holes through the draft. Right. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. So... Draft picks are actually draft capital is going to be that much more important to them. And this is where losing Tom Brady is like that factor because he's not there to cover up some of those deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like at first, I was like, Yeah, you give up everything you get Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson was in Houston last year and they sucked. Right. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he lost in the Super Bowl. You need more than just a quarterback, right? Like, you need to – there's a whole lot of other things.
3: Well, and the draft will become even more important when, you know, if Belichick's close to retiring. So whoever takes over is going to need picks too. So, like, it would be great, yeah, like, to land a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But giving away picks to whoever takes over and then they have virtually nothing to work with, it would be a little bit of a problem.
1: Well – That is true. It is, but the thing is, look, we're not just going to keep going through one seven and nine season every 10 or 15, 20 years and then, you know, be right back at it the next year. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At some point, this Patriots team is going to suck like every other other team has sucked and they're going to win like three, four games. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So it all depends when they get there. I don't think, I think Belichick's got three years left, four years maybe. Yep. Yeah, so, I would think so. I think by the time Belichick walks away, this team might be sort of – you're going to owe your quarterback big money, but sort of be on the slide a little bit. But you'll have your quarterback, so you maybe got to go through one or two years, and then you're you're right back at it again.
2: Mm-hmm. That's um, going to be a sad day, man.
1: <laughs> the day, I think There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people in this chat right now that we see on a day-to-day basis who – When the New England Patriots is coached by somebody like Adam Gase Uh, that are going to be crying for the Bill Belichick days. Absolutely. Come to the channel because we'll still be around in five years. (laughs) When they come here crying about it, I'm going to be like, you have no right to cry. Like, I've told people who are now saying in Bill We Trust, I'm like, no, 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 no. you've lost your right to say in Bill We Trust, because all you did for months was rip Cam Newton, rip Bill Belichick. No, 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 you've lost that right to say in Bill We Trust.
3: Mm -hmm. You don't only say that when he does things that you like. It's either all the time or never.
1: That's kind of how the internet works, though.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of people work in life, too. Yeah.
1: Well, that was like somebody. I think it was Facile put a tweet out today. Like, we found another idiot, or mm-hmm. and I just I literally thought he was talking about Connor. Or I, you <laughs> know what I mean. Until, I can understand like, the mistake <laughs> until I read the whole tweet. I were just a couple of bozos, though.
2: So bozos, yeah, that's different. It's cooler.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is. Uh, here's a good question: Do you have faith in the next regime, Jonathan Kraft and Steve Belichick? I mean, so wow, let that's me a start with question. this. I have faith in Jonathan Kraft yeah uh, mm-hmm. because I do know that by reading the dynasty he has been in, he's been involved in a lot a lot more than we know
0: mm-hmm.
1: like not just from a business side but in contract negotiations uh, he was a big part of negotiating Brady's last contract like he's so I have trust in him and I think that I know this is crazy to say, but he may be a bigger fan than Robert is, you know, and I think when you have an owner who's a fan, they're going to want everything. I I don't think that Jonathan is going to get involved. And I think that's the biggest thing, like the biggest problems that owners have is they get involved in the football operation side. And that's one thing Robert has done with, with Belichick is just let him be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Jonathan will be fine. I have full faith in him. I don't know if Steve Belichick will be the next coach, and I'm going to tell you why I don't have faith in Steve. Not him as a person, not him as uh, as anything. We talk about the quarterback that has to come in and fill Tom Brady's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not Cam Newton, just so everybody knows. It's whoever the next young quarterback is. It's whoever, And, and that's not a knock on Cam, but it's whoever the next future quarterback of the team is. That's going to be the comparison. In fact, last year I said that Cam Newton was the perfect quarterback to step in for Tom Brady because of his attitude and how he could just get in and and do things, right? But what I'm saying is, is the future quarterback is going to be the one who's compared to him. The same goes for the guy who's going to have to step in and replace Bill Belichick. The expectation is going to be that, well, we talk about it, right? The Patriots won seven games last year. Because of Belichick, right? Mm -hmm. Like only Belichick could have squeezed seven games out of the worst offensive unit in the NFL. Yep. Imagine doing that and your last name is Belichick.
3: The scrutiny would be so much worse than just another random person. Like the fact it would always be like, you're living in your dad's shadow. It would always just be, well, your dad, your dad, your dad. Like that would suck.
1: No, it is, and you would be living your dad's shadow. I don't know if Bill would want him to take over. I think he's grooming his son. I heard that he's not going to retire till his sons are established in coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. and I think when his son becomes a coordinator somewhere else or a head coach somewhere else, that's when we'll see Bill retire. But I don't, and, and so I don't have doubt that Steve Belichick can't do it. But players can kind of hide from the media a little bit. Coaches can't.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And after every loss, it's going to be, hey, Steve, would your dad have made that decision? Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, you know, your dad was in a similar situation five years ago or 10 years ago and he did this. I just think it's it's too hard for, for Steve to step in and be the next head coach.
2: Yeah, I I look at it in a similar light. I think that the expectations on both Jonathan Kraft and Steve Belichick would obviously be astronomical, and there's just literally, well, I don't want to say no way, but it's almost impossible for them to live up to what Kraft and Belichick have already done with the Patriots. So if they are to take over, I feel like it's going to be tough, even if they are to win a Super Bowl or they are to be somewhat successful. The amount of success that both of their fathers have had has been astronomical, so it's going to be very tough, and I, I think I'd have faith in them, but not to the extent of of Bill and Robert.
3: Yeah, I think Jonathan would be fine. I mean, he's, like, grown up around it. Like, he watches his dad, and, um, you know, I mean, he's been the owner now for 27 years. That's majority of Jonathan's life. So I would assume, you know, he's gone into business with him. He does things with his dad. I think it would be fine. I still feel like it might not I mean, I'm not saying I want it to happen, but I still would not be surprised if McDaniels is the one that ends up taking over as coach. So you don't think so? Even the only reason is because you don't think that they, well, my theory was when he went to Indy and then he ended up coming back, it just made it seem like, was there some sort of like promise made to him? Like, Hey, you know, cause he wanted to, stay but then he went to Indy like did they say to him maybe hey when Belichick leaves like you you can be the guy
1: according to the dynasty and according to multiple reports there was no promises made do you want to know really what I think happened there yes I think Bill approached Josh and said you're not head coach material look what happened in Denver the same thing's going to happen in in Indy here's what we're going to do we're going to pay you a ton of money Mm -hmm. come help us win another championship your family likes New England keep them in New England and I think that's what he did. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I do not think that. and I've said this forever. I Actually, I think that the future quarterback of the New England Patriots is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans right now, or he could be. Uh, oh, oh what's his name? The def- uh, the other defensive coordinator with with the Patriots, um, Brian Flores. No, no, right now. Uh, oh, Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Mm. I think the best thing to do is to bring in a former player
3: well how would how would vrabel get out of tennessee though
0: wow
1: he'll get fired in the next five years it's the life of the nfl unless Mm -hmm. he wins a championship at some point he's going to be on the hot seat right yeah Yeah. well i i think even i think that if it's not vrabel wes welker you know yeah um It's. I think, you know, do you you try to look at a Teddy Bruschi who's now dipping his toe into, you know, athletic worlds in college? I would love Uh, that.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I have said, if you want to continue to foster the Patriots way post Bill Belichick, then you need to bring in somebody who bought into the Patriots way. You can't have... You can't have Josh McDaniels trying to do the Patriots way because that's the Belichick way, Mm -hmm. right? And he tried the Belichick way in Denver, and the players revolted on him, and he's always going to be. I don't care what he does in his career. Josh McDaniels is always going to be Bill Belichick's offensive coordinator who won Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator with the greatest quarterback of all time. If everybody walks away and says, Bill Belichick couldn't win it without Brady, I've got two things. Fine. He drafted Brady. He started Brady. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was a great defensive coordinator in New York when they won championships as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So he has a legacy. No matter. even, And that's for the biggest of retractors that I give that argument. Right. I think the only real way you do it is you bring in a guy who bought into it.
3: I think that makes the most sense to me, and I like it as a fan too. I think it would. I feel like it would be the best type of transition too. Like instead of like you were saying, going to someone who's completely new, completely different, this would just be the best way post Belichick.
1: Yeah, and I'm seeing different names: Willie McGinnis, Vince Wilfork. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And I think Brewski still lives in the Boston area. At least he did. I'm sure he probably lives there, so. in Arizona now. But um, yeah, what so I it want wouldn't is, be like a huge reach for him either.
1: I want one of their really good players. Like, I don't know about like, I wouldn't want Randy Moss. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't want Tom Brady.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: wouldn't want, you know, great players don't always make great coaches. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... Brady might be a little bit different, but all like Wayne Gretzky is an awful hockey coach. Yeah. He's arguably the greatest hockey player to ever play the game. He was an awful hockey coach because things that come very natural to those kind of guys don't come as natural to other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What if the quarterback doesn't have Tom Brady's work ethic? Because not everybody, you, you can't find a lot of people who have Tom Brady's work ethic, right? Right. But that expectation is always going to be like, hey, man, when I was here and if Brady becomes a coach, I think he needs to coach somewhere else right. to yeah. coach New England. Imagine your coach is standing in front of you and you're standing up there staring, sitting at looking at six banners. His picture is all over the stadium. He's beloved everywhere he goes. Like Brady is one of those polarizing figures in life, like in, in, in Boston sports. He's, it'd be like David Ortiz trying to be the, ba- the, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Right. right. You'd always be looking up at, man, that's Big Poppy, mm-hmm. and, and it's not even the best example because baseball managers don't get the same scrutiny and have the same limelight as as a football as a, as a football coach. Right. So, but I think yeah, a Willie McGinnis, a Will Fork, a Brewski, a, a Rodney Harrison, a, a Mike Vrabel, a Wes a Wes Welker, you know, kind of guy, um, a Chris Hogan. When he retires from lacrosse, you know, could be, and I'm not saying, but guys who bought into the Patriots way, who have a way of communicating, who understand the game, you know, who could actually be a great coach for the Patriots. I'm going to be honest with you, but I think he needs a lot of mentoring. Who? Jules. Oh yeah. yeah. I think he needs a ton of mentoring though. And the reason that I say Brady's not, is just because Brady's too good. As great as Julian Edelman is, Brady's just too good to walk into the Patriots organization and and be the head coach. He, it's one thing to be an intimidating figure. It's another to be. Uh, I'm seeing it. You know, Michael Jordan, the worst GM of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. and and it, it's true. And you look at a lot of – there's not a whole lot of superstars. This is – okay, we got to get to Kinkato, so I can't pull this up, but Fasil is saying Asante Samuel. That could ah. be <laughs> – I could, I could walk away from the Patriots if that's the decision made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to Joe's super chat here. He's been waiting for a while, then we'll cut to the break. Uh, Joe says, I'm hoping you're wrong and Belichick pulls a, a Joe Paterno and coaches longer than, ex- than expected. Uh, Bill determines when the team falls back to normal. No? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope I'm wrong too, but... Let me put it this way: If Belichick wins a Super Bowl, I think he goes out like Pey- like he, like Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think he's in the AFC Championship hugging whatever coach he just beat and said, "This is probably my last rodeo." Like, right. he's not going to want to risk going five wins the next year. He's going to want to walk out a champion. He's going to want to walk out and say, "We're tied." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, dude, it, it's uh, it, it, it's I hope he does too, and uh bill determines when the team falls back to normal no that i i, I do you guys understand that i might need more clarity on that question.
2: i think he's saying when the team will go back to just being a regular then no longer like the super patriots like they've been for the past 20 years just saying oh, they'll yeah, be yeah. a normal team again
1: absolutely
2: and, yeah that's that's one of the things that i feel like is tied brady's obviously gone now and then once belichick leaves and then Robert Kraft, you know, steps down as well and everything. It's going to be like it, it's. there's nothing left from the Patriots' way.
1: But that's why I think a former player
2: right, right, no, is, I know a, what you're is a
1: better decision than the offensive coordinator. Here's somebody, yeah, Josh McDaniels lived through it as a coach, mm-hmm. but bring in somebody who lived through it as a player. And you know what? I'm going to throw out – I saw Joe's comment. I don't know if you guys saw it, and I'm going to put it up here because – it's actually really interesting, and it's not Matt Light. He said Matt Light. That's an interesting one, too. I think Matt Light's a little got too many screws loose to be the coach, to be <laughs> honest with you. What about Matt Chatham? <laughs> I love Matt Chatham, but I don't know about Matt Chatham. I can't find it, but oh, here. Brian wow. Hoyer is going yeah. to be, in my opinion, a great quarterback coach one day, and that could translate into him being an offensive coordinator, and that could translate into him. Being a head coach somewhere, his family wants to settle in New England. He may not ever be the head coach of the Patriots, but I could definitely see Brian Hoyer being one of those guys who takes a job on 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 a Patriots coaching staff. One of the best scout quarterbacks in the NFL. Say what you want about him on the field, we all we've all said a lot of things about Brian Hoyer, but one of the best scouts, and he's smart. He understands football, and I think he'll be a great coach.
3: And they like him. They brought him back a million times, so that's always good too.
1: Connor, you got anything to say about uh, Hoyer before we cut the break? (laughs) Hoyer, the destroyer.
2: I think he will be a good coach. Um, I don't know if he'll necessarily be for the Patriots, but I think that'll be a long time down the line. I think they'd have to do something between Bill Belichick leaving and Brian Hoyer becoming a head coach.
1: Okay, we do have one more super chat, so let's pull this up before we cut the break. Uh, Joe, again, thank you, says does bill retire before breaking shula's record uh if he wins a ring first he's got some hate for him he does have some hate for shula right um shula's record now is so you're we talking what how many games behind is he like nine? i feel like it's i like, feel like it's like 30 or something i know it's more than two seasons yeah needs. he yeah
3: seems like it would uh, i don't know i guess it depends on how well he thinks he can do over the next few years but i thought it was like a good chunk of games that would take a few years
2: Right, it, I thought it was going to take a while.
1: If we were talking ego, let me ask you guys this: If we were talking ego, what would mean more to what would mean more to Bill Belichick beating Shula or tying Brady? Mm, that's a good question.
3: I feel like it would have been a different answer before. Yeah, hmm.
2: I don't. Probably, <sighs> t- I think tying Brady. I guess.
3: I feel like it's hard to say because, of course, we all compare like the success of Brady and in the success of Belichick post-Brady, but it's hard to say like how much does he care, really? But I don't know. That's a hard question.
1: Yeah, he's a lot of games. He's not even in the second. He's in third, eh? Yeah. He is 280. George Halas has 318. Don Shula has 328.
3: Yeah, I was going to say it's so quite a while. Yeah. And
1: so that's wins four aren't, 12 win seasons.
3: Yeah. And, and it's not like almost a guarantee anymore. Right. As of right now, anyway, in the foreseeable future.
1: You know who's got a chance of catching Belichick? No. Who? Andy Reid.
3: I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah.
1: He has 221 wins. He's only 63. Mm. Right. The next coaches, active coaches close to him are Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, and they're at 145. Sean Payton's at 143. Mike McCarthy's at 131. Nobody else is close to him. John Harbaugh's at 129. Yeah, they're, they're miles away. I think that if he gets a seven Super Bowl, he'll be the greatest of all time. You could argue whatever you want, and it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's my final question I wanted to ask you two before we cut the break. Now I want to do it. Who has more pressure on them going into this season? Bill Belichick or Cam Newton?
2: Oh, I'm saying Cam Newton on this one. Just because Cam's also coming out, making all these, all the videos again. I think this is his final. He's on a one year deal too. This is his final chance. If he plays like he played last season again, this season, I think he might not get a job in the NFL again. It might be the end of the road for him. And someone else might not give him another chance. This isn't going to be Bill Belichick's last season, regardless of what happens. I mean, as far as the media goes, people will be all over him. But I don't think Robert Kraft's going to fire Bill Belichick if he goes seven and nine again. If Cam plays the way he played last season, I can't see him getting another contract.
3: I don't really disagree. I just think it, it depends on like what you're looking at. Like From an overall standpoint, it would seem like Cam because... You know, people did have him on a pedestal. He was an MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. Like, he's this prolific football player. And they expected him to go to the Patriots and be really good. And that didn't happen. But then if you ask, like, people basically outside of New England, it would the answer would be Belichick. Because, oh, he had a 7-9 to season. He can't do it without Brady. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like, they both have pressure. I don't know who has more. Originally, I was going to say Belichick. But, I mean as uh, Connor said, he's going to be around next year regardless. So I guess it would probably be cam cams future is really like in the rafters right now, depending on how this season goes.
1: Yeah. And I would argue that there's people very close to us that still have camp Newton on a pedestal, but uh, Robert Kraft's words uh, were the most telling thing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when he said he's, he's cognizant that nothing is guaranteed. You know, uh yeah. which tells me he said to Belichick, do what you can. But you know, you know, we know you're doing everything you can. I think for I think you guys like it, it's got nailed on the head there. Cam Newton's playing for his career right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Cam Newton's playing for another contract. He he's playing for money, he bet on himself incentive wise. Um and I'm just asking who's got the most pressure. Like it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking, you know, who's going to fail more or who's going to be, I'm just asking who has the most pressure. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys, we are eight minutes late for the break. So you're going to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company and only the Rocky Mountain Barber Company, because they're the only ones that like to actually pay up. <laughs> And until those other two actually start paying up, you're going to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. You're going to hear about our Patreon page, and you're going to hear about our merch store again, Connor. That means you got about one minute less time when you run away tonight. No problem. (laughs) Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the sell and the red sox but we'll also have exclusive interviews behind the scene footage bloopers early views of videos that aren't available on youtube live streams exclusively for patreon members and that's just scratching the surface we're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you we're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills. And being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've also left the description in or we've also left the link of the in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise. And we're back. You <laughs> forgot. You forgot. I, I saw almost the, did forget. I saw the blank look on your face waiting for me to say something.
3: He was like looking and saw that we were just kind of staring like, hmm.
1: You know, I got to tell you guys, it's been, I don't know what the weather's been like. I Well, Sarah, you live in hot weather, but for Connor and I, we started to take that turn from winter to spring type of deal. Yep. Two days in a row with the moonroof open, driving around, short sleeves. They've now postponed the s- snow till next Tuesday, mm-hmm. which I'm holding out hope that that means it'll just you know is it, when it gets postponed two or three or four days that could mean that the 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 weather turns. But yeah, it's that time of year where you're in a t-shirt one day and you're in a winter coat the next day, and the snow has now been pushed till next Thursday. I'm calling it now. There's gonna be no snow. Yep. I thought of you guys
3: today because it was a little, (laughs) you're going to think I'm so ridiculous, but you have to remember I've been in Arizona for almost eight years now. So I was outside with my sister and my nephew, and it was a little chilly. Like it was a little windy, and I was like, oh, it's a little chilly. And I looked, it was 63 degrees. And I was
0: like, (laughs) I
3: looked at my sister, and I was like, you know, people in Boston right now would be outside and flip flop short, like they would be so excited. And I looked, and at that time, it said it was like 54 in Boston. So I was like, mm, okay. So we're not much warmer. Then I look at next week; we're like in the 80s. So I'm like, oh, okay. But I was a little chilly today.
1: I don't wear flip flops. I've oh. actually got I've actually got a a thing against men wearing open toe shoes.
3: <laughs> Why it's
1: a uh, it's it's a pet peeve of mine. Are you flip flop wearer, Connor? I'm not. No, are I you feel a like sandal-wear? Connor. Not really. No, Connor no. looks like a wear sandal wearer. He does look like a <laughs> sandal wearer, but not right. Yeah, yeah I've just got a I don't know why I don't know why. Maybe I'll get a, my dad used to be the same, and now as he's older, he's wearing the sandals in the but my dad's wearing like the old man sandals now, you know, with the straps and everything, yes. right? But he's yeah. he's got the sandals on. But yeah, I don't know. I've just got this weird thing. I've never since I was a kid. Like it's it's I own at least 40 pairs of shoes. And none of them are open toed. <laughs> you know I mean? know like,
3: like slides? No. I wear those around the house.
1: No, I don't. My slippers in the house are a pair of running shoes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I bought a pair of indoor running shoes that I change into <laughs> as uh, as my, as my things. Uh, no, for me, it's yeah. like, if, if it doesn't have laces, it has to be – I have a couple pairs of shoes without laces, but they're a, a very stylish without laces shoes. <laughs> I, uh, people I are guess, saying that sounds like a you problem. That is a, that is a you problem. That is a me problem. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying I have an issue with it, and if I <laughs> see you, I will make a comment if you're wearing open-toe shoes.
3: I have like kind of a weird thing with feet, but it's like my own feet because I have big feet for a girl. And uh, so I tend to not really like to paint my toenails. And a lot of girls are like, oh, they go and get pedicures. I've never gotten a pedicure. I'm outing myself right now. But I feel like if I paint my toenails, then it draws more attention to my feet. So I don't do it. I feel like that's kind of weird, but I I don't want people looking at my giant feet.
1: I get manicures. I don't get pedicures.
3: Yeah, I yeah, I've never had a pedicure. But people think that's so weird. I'm like, first of all, my feet are large. Second of all, I'm ticklish. And third, I don't want people looking at my feet.
1: I've had so. a couple of pedicures. I mean, obviously, I don't get my nice. toes painted or my nails painted when I get manic-
3: Whatever. Sure. manicures.
1: Whatever, manicures, yo! I'm telling you, manicures are 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 it. And if you're a guy and you're like laughing at me, go get i I'm telling you, go get a a, a manicure and a look at your nails nail. after and mm-hmm. how your hands feel after and your 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 nails actually feel clean, like it's it's yo, yo. I miss having on, nails. Unreal
3: acrylics rip nice not since uh the the panoramic
1: as the the kids say ross thank you here's some more money since connor can't cook i just love that (laughs) ross is like ross is just like shut up and take my money (laughs) i remember when like we were working on the merch store it was like ross like forcing me to speed it up i remember he just like sent me a gift like shut up and take my money just do it um question sarah we heard from the guys what's your take on the watson legal situation before you answer sarah please tread lightly if you Mm -hmm. go deep into things then we will be unmonetized. we'll be demonetized on youtube so you got to kind of talk around it Mm -hmm. um and would you still grab him and then connor we'll get to yours after
3: um short answer uh what i do i want the patriots to go after him right now no um as a player standpoint would it have been great for them to somehow get Watson? Yes. But, um, I believe you guys kind of said this last night, at least I remember, I think Ray said something like, regardless of how the situation ends up being, um, I just, I don't see the Patriots wanting to get involved in any sort of situation like that. And I don't know that I want as a fan to have that kind of situation, regardless, like I said, of what happens. Um, I don't want to deal with something like that again. Like we've had so many like random controversies as Patriots fans that they've had to deal with. So um, yeah, like I don't want to get super into it, but yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not interested and I I don't see the Patriots being very interested either.
1: Very interesting piece that came out today. Again, why I say that I'm holding all judgment until this is over. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see what uh, like Watson's lawyer
3: The blackmailing thing.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. It wasn't
1: that typical, you know, we deny everything and this and that. Like he actually pointed out, like, we believe we've proven this is a false allegation and even pointed to the I I
3: actually took
1: I took that serious when I saw that. Well, what I
3: thought was odd, just you know, in general, from I'm not a lawyer, so I can't say, but it seems odd to me that they are making all of these accusations against Deshaun and not handing over the names of the women and, and asking for that to be respected, to not be made public. But I feel like Watson and his lawyer would deserve to know who's making the accusation. So I thought that was a little right. weird.
1: Well, um, it, there is a law to protect victims, right? Which I right. get but
3: from but the public, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. yeah.
1: But I my- figured,
3: Like if you're making a, if you're making you're, you're suing somebody. Shouldn't they know who's suing them? Like, I just thought that that was a little odd. And like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how everything works, but like, I feel like there's now 14 lawsuits against him and they, he doesn't know 16. a single, a 16, um, he doesn't know 24 a single
1: accusers, name. 16 yeah. lawsuits, 24 accusers, doesn't know a single name says that the lawyer says he's not releasing him to protect his clients yet. He's making it an absolute circus right? Like he's the one that's making an absolute circus at some point, at some point, some reporter is going to find out some names and it's going to get leaked. Right.
3: And that's worse. And that's like what you would, that you would see, you would believe that that's what they're trying to avoid, but by giving it over like confidential stuff to the person that you're suing seems to make the most sense to me, but
1: it is. And, And the thing is, the weird thing is, is that The weird thing is, it's again, it's to protect the victim. And you don't want it leaked to the media just because it's Deshaun Watson. Because you want future victims of any crime to feel safe. Right. Right? Moving forward with it. But at the same time, when I saw Watson's lawyer's response today, it really made me go, hmm. Like, this wasn't your typical one we usually see. You know, we deny Mm -hmm. all these allegations and all that. Like, it was like, hey, we've already proved one wrong. Give us the name so we can do our investigation. You know, like uh, you're making a circus out of this and then saying it's it's for respect.
3: Well, and he created it by the Instagram post. It could have been a lot like less. You know, you could have had some publicity. It would have gotten picked up no matter what. If they just had a press conference or put out a a statement, it would have gotten picked up and been talked about everywhere. But you come out with some bizarre Instagram post and you want people to take you seriously from the Instagram post. And, you know it, just the instagram post so of course there's going to be like mixed reactions and feelings so it's it, it was a it was a circus as you said to begin with and it didn't have to be this way
1: yeah no for sure um now connor second part is is cora barred from the hall of fame unfortunately yes i think that he is
2: that cheating scandal was too in-depth he had to sit out for an entire year. It it was probably one of, if not the worst, cheating scandals in all of baseball. So regardless, I think oh. he's always going to be kind of tainted. So I I don't see him being able to get into the Hall of Fame.
3: Would the same yeah. be said? It's in, in the NFL. Coaches go into the NFL Hall of Fame, right? So does that mean that Sean Payton would be barred from the Hall of Fame? Mm.
1: No, that was, that was he validated. was suspended.
3: Well, yeah, but he was suspended for a year.
1: But that was bounty gate. That wasn't cheating. You could well, have was, the it argument. It was
3: paying people, your players, to hurt other players.
1: It's not the same. It's not the same as banging. Tr- it's not the same as stealing signs and, and putting elect- electros on people's. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, Shannon Sharp came out after and said almost every locker room had some version of bounty gate. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Well, like, and
3: Jerry Rice talked about using Stickum, and we talk about how he's the greatest ever. And I'm like, they were all doing it at that time. Like if you could, you did it. So
1: you got to separate Bounty Gate from cheating. Yeah. Bounty Gate, Bounty Gate. It wasn't even, they were offering like hundred bucks. If you enter the quarterback, these are guys that are making big yeah. money. Even mm-hmm. if they're on low end salaries, they're making a hundred grand, 200 grand, 800 grand, a million dollars. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Sean Payton, I don't know if Sean Payton's a Hall of Fame coach, just to be honest, when you think about all the coaches that need to get put in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I, I don't think Bounty Gate would have anything to do with that. And um, Jay's hitting it too. Baseball cares way more about that stuff than football does. Yeah. Like right. Way more. If you're cool with the with the media in football, you can get into the Hall of Fame. Um, And Sarah, 2021 season predictions. I'm assuming he means uh, Patriots.
3: Um, I'm really bad at this type of thing and I'm kind of like superstitious. So I don't really like to predict, but I mean, you know, these predictions last year, but I don't, I, I am totally cool with like 12, 12 and five, right. If they have 17. So let's go with that 12 and five. That's your floor. That's just my prediction for my rec. That's just the record in general. What's your,
1: what's your floor? What's your ceiling?
3: I'd probably say 10 and 12.
1: Yeah, that's probably roughly where I am. My floor is still eight.
3: Yeah, I would have to look at the opponents again. I looked at them the other day, but I haven't like really looked. I know that it's an easier schedule. but
1: Yeah, um, it is. So yeah. Lauren says, what's up, guys? Where would you rank the Patriots right now before the draft in the higher the 2021 NFL power rankings? Hmm.
0: Ooh.
3: Like a specific probably number? Can we do like top 10? Top 20? Well...
1: I'm just trying to actually just think of all the, uh, it's actually a fun little exercise. Mm-hmm. This is a fun little exercise. Let's look at all the teams. Okay. So we'll start with the Patriots in first. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the, we'll do by a vote, a two to one kind of thing. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all right. So the Patriots are currently in first place. Now we're going to go through all the teams. And basically, I'm, the question is, and I'm not going to ask it every time, is are the Patriots better than this team? Okay. The Buffalo Bills. Oof. Um,
3: it, it, it's hard, because yeah, because, of course, the team that they have now is not the team they had last year, and the Bills pretty much have the same team, just added some players. Okay, guys, we uh-huh. have
1: six minutes left and have 31 <laughs> teams to go through. So let's make okay. a decision. You know. Let's not talk about it. I'll say no. Okay and I'll be I'll tie break for you guys. Okay? okay? So, if you guys tie. All right, so the Patriots are now in second. The Miami Dolphins. Yes.
3: Yes, I don't know if you heard me. I said it at the same time.
1: No. I didn't. Okay, perfect. So, they're still in second. The New York Jets. Yes. Yes. Perfect. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay, still in second. The Baltimore Ravens.
2: Ooh.
3: Uh, yes. I'll say yes yes.
2: as well.
1: Mm. Okay. The Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say no.
3: Mm.
1: No. All right. I would have switched those two, but okay. So now the Patriots (laughs) are now in third. The Bengals. Yes. Yes. Okay. The Titans. Yes. Yes. The Colts. Yes. yes. Sorry, Owen. I'm overriding you guys. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. I can't because. Well, no, I think Carson and Cam are in the same position. I'm overriding you guys and putting the Patriots in fourth. The Colts are a way okay. better team than the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> Depending on their quarterbacks and what mm-hmm. their quarterbacks do, but yeah. their offense was in. If they all come back healthy, and they had they're a good defense too.
3: Yeah.
1: Houston. Yes. Yes. Jacksonville. Yes. Yes. For now. The Patriots are currently in fourth. The Chiefs. No. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, no. Patriots are in fifth. The Raiders. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. I'll give it to you. (laughs) I don't know. The Chargers.
3: Yes um, uh, mm, no I'm saying so no I
1: got a, I I got a tie break. yep. I'm gonna say, what did you say yes, Connor? Yeah, uh, am I am I actually tie breaking? okay. um I'm gonna say yes too only because I gotta see them win some games. They lost too mm-hmm. many close ones last year. Broncos. Yes. Yes. Okay. So right now, after the AFC, there right now we have, right now we have the Patriots in the playoffs. They're ranked fifth in the AFC and fifth overall. Seems good to me. All right, let's go to the NFC. The Washington Football Team. Yes.
3: Yeah. Hmm. All
1: Who's
3: right. their quarterback? Who did they sign? Is it Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: The Giants. Yes. Uh.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. With a healthy Dak.
3: I feel like we'll see. They couldn't
2: win with them in the beginning of the season last year either.
3: I think the Patriots have more.
1: I think you guys might be sorely mistaken, but I'll give it to you. The Philadelphia, the homer is coming out in you guys. The Philadelphia when, when Eagles. When have the
2: Cowboys been good with Dak, really? They've had like one good season with well, him. Well, when
1: have the Patriots been good with Cam? The, we'll say, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just –
0: you know what I mean?
3: I'm trying to think just of how they're going to do this year with like I'm, the – I'm just giving the you the same
1: argument back. I'm just giving you the same argument back. Dak Prescott would, would have been the MVP last year, by the way, if he would have stayed mm-hmm. healthy all season, Yeah, if maybe. you look at his numbers. Uh, Snap time, yes. They are getting... They've signed Dak. He signed Mm -hmm. his deal. Yeah. Um, Okay. Eagles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Patriots are still in fifth. Packers. No. No. All right. They're in sixth now. The Bears. Yes.
3: Yeah. Who's their quarterback now?
1: Andy Dalton.
3: Oh, that's... Rip Chicago, sorry.
1: It's all gonna be about the offensive line for them,. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears could surprise people,
3: yeah,
1: uh the Vikings,
2: yes,
3: yeah,
1: it all depends what Viking team shows up on paper. The Vikings should be much better than the Patriots on I agree. both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. maybe not on defense now but offensively, but all right, the Lions, yes, yeah. Okay. So we've gone through two NFC divisions. The worst the Patriots can do now 14th? is 14th. Is 14th. See if they're a top 10. The hmm. drew list Breeze-less Saints.
2: I'm going to say yes. It's another one where it
3: depends on who shows up, but... I'm going to say y-
1: yes. Okay. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. No. No. <laughs> that
3: was a, That's one that I have not heard of yet. Tampa Bay Gronkineers. That's a good one.
1: That was said to me, I think the second day it would happen. That Gronk- really? That I've heard,
3: I heard Tampa Bay. I just never heard of Gronkineers.
1: <laughs> so I think the Patriots defense is going to be better than that Bucks' defense this year. And if they don't get Leonard Fournette, they're not going to have a run game either. Yeah. You guys said no way too quickly, just so you know. Um, the Carolina Panthers. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: In their current state, yes. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons.
2: Yes.
3: Ugh. <sighs> Um, yeah, Mm,
1: yeah. All right. So if they can, if they are better than one of these last four teams, they are top 10. If they're swept by the NFC West, they're 11th. Okay. Seattle Seahawks. No. 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 The L.A. Rams.
2: I'm going to say no. I think the L.A. No. Rams are going to be one of the best teams this year.
3: Yeah, I would say no as well.
1: The Arizona Cardinals.
2: Oh, man.
3: Hmm. Oh. Well, they did, who did they just add?
1: J.J. Watt.
3: Yeah, and the receiver. They added another receiver.
1: And A.J. Green. A.J. Yeah. Green, yep. But they lost Larry Fitzgerald.
3: <sighs> yeah. The, wait, Larry. Where's Larry? Is he retiring?
1: I think he's a free agent right now. Yeah, he's oh, a free okay. agent. I'm like,
3: I feel like I should know this because I'm in Arizona, but um, I
1: feel like he's going to retire. I really, yeah,
3: do. yeah. Um,
1: what did you say, Lauren or Connor? About yes or no? Yeah, I fair. didn't say,
2: but I'll I'll say yes, just because the Patriots beat them at the
1: last second last season.
3: Okay, I'm going to give Nick you a tiebreaker. Folk, I'm going to say Folk no. Nick Folk gives
1: him the edge. You're saying no.
3: Yeah, so you tie break.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I thought Lauren, I thought Connor already said no. Cause I was going to say, don't worry, Sarah. I'm going to tie break. It with no anyways, give me the tiebreaker. No, they're not better than Arizona, Arizona. I think Kyler Murray is going to take that step this year. I called Josh Allen last year. I'm calling Kyler Murray this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So right now the Patriots are ranked 10th best in the NFL and the two biggest homers I've ever seen in my life's eyes.
3: Well, I thought it was 11th. They got swept by the NFC West.
1: No. No, there's one team left. Here's the tiebreaker. And I don't think it's going to be as easy as you guys think. Because right now it's the Jimmy Garoppolo led San Francisco 49ers or the Cam Newton led New England Patriots. Who's who does that do the Patriots go to 10 or do they drop out of the top 10 in your guys' mind?
2: I already said if Jimmy G doesn't come to the Patriots, he's only going to play three games this season. If he came to the Patriots, he'd play all 16. So I'm going with the Patriots.
3: Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's so hard. Uh I'm going to say because Jimmy
1: Garoppolo used to wear a Patriots jersey. So that's why no, 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 no.
3: I'm just trying to. Well, it's, I think it's because when you try to think about what the Patriots can do this season, it's like you you think you, you know that they're going to be good and whatever, but it's hard to predict it against a team that you saw last year actually play together. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to say no. So you tie break. They're not better.
1: Well, according to this list where I just did tiebreakers, the Patriots is the 11th best team in the NFL. I went against you twice, Connor. I'm sorry.
2: Wow. (laughs) The 49ers, huh? With Jimmy G. What if the Patriots get Jimmy G instead? What's that? What if the Patriots get Jimmy G instead?
1: Well, then they have no quarterback, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, no, (laughs) why? So, So he can play three games for the Patriots? I'm out on Jimmy G. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you who I disagreed with you guys on. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's definitely better than us. The Colts. I vetoed you. I used my one veto and vetoed you guys. Tennessee. I don't know. The Raiders. I like the Raiders, you know, um, I'll give it to the Patriots over the Cowboys right now. I just thought you guys were very quick to the trigger on that one. I would argue, let's see what Tampa looks like this year. Mm -hmm. No Antonio Brown. See if Leonard Fournette comes back. They're still going to be a great team, depending on what Cam can do. I definitely sweep the NFC West. I think the NFC West is better than the whole AFC East. Or You know what I mean? I I think Mm -hmm. it's where it is.
3: So you would have them closer to 20, I think. What's that? I think you would have them closer to 20 then.
1: No, I'd probably have them closer to 14. Just okay. a couple spots down from you guys.
3: Okay, that's good then. I'm so we're not too of pe- far
1: off. I'm seeing not a lot of people high on the Raiders. They're going to mm-hmm. draft like three offensive linemen this year. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. they think the Chiefs it? are going to do that too?
3: Because they got rid of three of theirs too. They got rid of their two, uh, two offensive linemen and their center.
1: Who? Sorry, the, the Chiefs? Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they signed Joe Tooney, so that's a good start.
3: Yeah.
0: You got the
1: best interior lineman in the NFL. It's always a good way to start.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you, yeah, it's, we'll have to see. You got to save money, right? You got to save yeah. money. Um, listen, it's March. What we're saying, what all y'all are saying, it's all going to change. I'm how Tennessee is awful. This team is awful. That team's awful. You know, everybody was very high on Tennessee heading into this season because mm-hmm. they got swept up in the they got swept up in the uh, you know, the Cinderella story from the year before. Fact of the matter is on March 23rd, 2021, we don't know shit about the 2021 season. But you know what we might know? We might know this. We might know What do we know about the Patriots, Connor?
2: They're going to be legit.